else's plan and when we like that plan and you're like but that's not my plan yeah but i had a plan we want the other plan this wasn't the fucking plan <laughs> hi and welcome to behind the hype there's your entertaining intro for this week it's gonna be a little different every week it's a little bit how this movie got made <laughs> i mean that's kind of the theme for the month it's how little every movie this month got made and this movie got made a lot <laughs> <laughs> this movie sure was made <laughs> it also introduced itself a lot so let's keep going oh my god so hi and welcome behind the hype all right now let's do another riffing for five minutes i'll say hi and welcome behind the hype again um oh classic humor i love it it's just <laughs> it's so great i kind of want this is annoying me and i'm on the episode let's, let's <laughs> i'm just looking at the photo of ben affleck and going, no we're done with the ben affleck photo that, that's all preamble we stuff put, we're, we're taking away the ben affleck that photo. photo on a towel and wear that towel <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I, that's I'm what, not what going to post the photo that we're talking about. You can try to figure it out. Send us the photo of Ben Affleck that you think we're talking about. <laughs> to put on a towel. To put on a towel. And I'll even go one further. That'll be behind the hype's Christmas present to you. I will put it on a towel and I will send it to you. It's got to be on Redbubble or something to put things on towels. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it work. If you can figure yeah. out the correct photo, it's yours. I'll send it to you. I am not joking at all. ATHpod at gmail.com. Or ATHpodcast at gmail.com. I know my own email address. Um, so wait, what podcast are we on now? Um, behind the Hype. Behind the Hype. There we are. So hi and welcome to Behind the Hype. Hey, it worked. Uh, <laughs> Good job. I always. love that one. You can start the intro. <laughs> <laughs> host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Chewy Darso. Hello. Jonathan Hardesty. Uh, I'm amused. And from the ass crack of dawn and an ocean away, Mr. Matt Dykes. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, for people listening to this, it's whatever time it is for you. But for Matt, it's what four, oh, almost five in the morning. Four fifty-six. Yeah, mm. oh, not to be too precise. <laughs> I'd be waking up in three minutes if I was there right now. What you wake uh, up yeah, at four fifty-nine? I wake up at five a.m. What? Oh, three minutes. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? You so were three minutes forty minute. seconds. It was a math joke, oh. and not a very I good he one said at that. Seven or something. It's fine. <laughs> let's, let's put another. So hi, and welcome behind the hype. So hi, and welcome behind the hype. Never mind. This is the maths corner of behind the hype. <laughs> we're going to talk about a movie oh my. starring. Should I actually even get the to the squad? The, the squad. My God. The, <laughs> the squad. Really. It's a very political it? drama. <laughs> Trump hates it. <laughs> No, we're we're here to talk about if you listened to last week or if you even paid attention to the episode you clicked on, today we're talking Suicide Squad. Not the Suicide Squad, which is coming out next year on HBO Max, apparently. We found out today. That's kind of cool. Um we're talking about Suicide Squad. David Ayer's masterpiece-ish thing. Uh that came out twenty sixteen, I wanna say? Twenty seventeen? Twenty eighteen? Twenty sixteen, yeah. Twenty sixteen. Um to uh um, I want to say like a wet fart of credits. Like they're like, well, it I mean, was a it's mixed there. bag. I believe Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, because Matt has not seen this uh, this movie until we did the podcast for it. And when I pitched it to him, tell me if, if my review is off. I think it was pretty good. Um, 
the good does not outweigh the bad, but the good is still very good. I don't know. The <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of problems with this film. I think performances pretty good for the most part. There we go. But just the whole film just felt like a an absolute mess. And then I oh started to really pick apart the point of it. Oh, <laughs> like, like, what is the point of the squad even going in there if they're just going to fly Waller out in a helicopter? Send a <laughs> helicopter in. Uh, That's job what done. I was saying yeah. while we were watching it. Yeah, that never dawned on me till this like, watch. This why, is like my fifth time seeing it. Why is she like, waiting for them? Wait, what's the point? Yeah. So yeah, that was my whole. They walk that in. That phrase. What was the point? They walk in. They kill a lot of people on the street. They get to a thing. Get to the building that she's in. Then they land a helicopter on the roof of the building she's in. <laughs> and they're not getting on the helicopter. And they don't it. get on that helicopter either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send another one. Is what yeah. she says. And just like, it, oh god, it's just the film is just full of so much happenstance and just, you know, this is going to happen to push the story along. Like, why she's in a helicopter? Why the hell is it flying five feet off the ground? So to get so shot down. To get shot down. But you know that's not a problem because in Suicide Squad, helicopter crashes are just a mild inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to also just real quick to say. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the budget was 178 million. I'm pretty sure that includes uh, the reshoots and okay. everything, because it really. I'm gonna say there's no that way that that cost that what was on screen was 178 uh, million. But it made. Oh, this movie made gigabusters. 746.8 million. This thing fucking crushed. So it did fine. I mean, that's why we got Birds of Prey and why we're getting the new Suicide Squad movie. You know, Birds yeah. of Prey fucking egg on its face unfortunately because that movie's legitimately good um whereas new suicide squad i think looks great but you know we'll see it next year um so the 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 theme of this month as we've said is you know that wasn't the fucking plan and as matches showcase this movie is a bit of a fucking mess and i still enjoy it a little bit because you know i'm your resident dc nerd if there's dc comic book characters on screen (laughs) it's already gotten a win for me like the best you can do is it was okay. I mean, the worst you could do is it's okay. <laughs> I think the only one that dips below it's okay is Catwoman. I think the that's rest that's not a DC movie. That is its own thing. I will not accept that ever being in the universe. <laughs> I agree with you. However, it was still technically supposed to be the DC property, so I'm 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 gonna count it because I'm I'm a perfectionist like that. It is terrible. Hey, I'm, I'm owning our mistakes as DC fans. If you ever want to do another podcast where I'm just mad the whole time, Should make we me watch, watch that again. <laughs> it's one That's of the few it. movies I haven't been able to finish. All right. Our yeah. month of Halle Berry, then. <laughs> oh, my God. That could be a rough month. <laughs> so, X-Men Last Stand. <laughs> Catwoman. Uh, Operation Swordfish, or whatever that one was. That one was Right. Ooh, let's watch Gothica. That was fun. I've never seen uh, that. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Oh, that would be that'd be it. Okay, I'm I'm into right. it just because that's gonna derailed. be a weird. One. We're getting derailed again. We gotta stick to gotta stick on Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'll so. be bed after round ten. <laughs> well, that's not gonna happen. Anyhow, um, so what I was saying is essentially, uh, I'm I'm very biased when it comes to DC stuff. I'm aware of my biases. I try to ignore them as much as I can. Um, but all said and done, I like DC. That that's just where I'm coming from. 
I actually don't think this is the worst out of the new DC movies. I still think Justice League is the worst so far. I think this one's a hair above Justice League. Uh, but they both have similar problems of that wasn't the fucking plan. But unfortunately for this one, we'll never see the original plan for his Justice League. Uh, according to the CEO of uh, HBO, we'll find out in, he said, a few months. So soonish. Um, David Ayer has talked extensively, uh, recently extensively, about how this movie was not what he planned. Uh, the only existence that we can find of his original plan is if you go back to that 20, what was it, 2015 Comic-Con? Was it like a full year before? I don't remember exactly when. But the Comic-Con before the movie came out, so, they yeah. released the first trailer. And that trailer was made off of the movie he made. So it matches tonality. It matches the look of the film. It matches the character of the film. That's what the film was supposed to be. So with that in mind... We're going to try to review today's movie knowing what it was supposed to be and then what it ended up being, which is very much not that. Um, and I think the only storyline that is, for the most part, intact from the David Ayer version is Diablo's story, which I would also argue is the best story in the movie. It is. Yeah. It's the, it's the only one that has any like actual emotional weight to it. I think the performances around it are the best. The <clears throat> effects actually work around it. Diablo's story, for me, is the only thing that legitimately works in the film yeah. and isn't like no pun intended, isn't just kind of hot and cold. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Diablo's story. did get a little bit... Uh, there was like, there was one bit that did make me sort of roll my eyes a little bit, and it's the uh, the whole family thing at the end. I'm like, oh, God, you've known each other five minutes. You're not fucking family. Yeah, yeah. No, like the, the, but that's, the, it doesn't stick the landing, for sure. But and they really the, haven't been through anything. They've just fought some jabronis. Yeah, they fought a bunch yeah. of clay monsters, or yeah. putties as I was calling them, and then um, that's about it. Yeah, That's really all you've done. I wouldn't call yourselves a family yet, but again, as we uh, as we all know, the David Ayer version had a completely different ending where they were fighting the Joker, so the family stuff was not part of the plan. So that's what I said, like the, the Diablo stuff was the mostly unchanged from the original, but you still have the whole new ending tacked onto it, so... We have the bad part of Diablo's story is all the new yeah. stuff. That right. makes sense then. Because everything up to that is pretty fucking good, to be fair. Yeah. And I, I think, just to you know take the one foot off the, the gas a little bit, I have to say, I don't know if the Suicide Squad that David Ayer was going to make would have been any better. I don't mind David Ayer as a director. I think he's a really interesting voice. I think he's got a lot of stuff to say. I don't think he's necessarily the best at saying it. Uh he did really great with End of Watch. <coughs> That's the end of my list. Yeah, he, and he I also understand. did Bright. Yeah, he also did Bright, and he did. Oh, he uh, did that. Yeah, and he did Fury, which I never even saw. Chewie saw it, said it was okay. Like he, uh, the majority of his movies are, they're fine. He's really yeah. good with his tortured cis males. Yeah. He's yeah. he's got that down. He's got it. <laughs> he, yep, cis males and uh and buds. Yeah. That's. As that one movie reviewer would say, the tortured male psyche. I mean, it's just the most relatable thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Diablo being a tortured male who killed his children in a fit of masculine rage. Yeah, that sounds very David Ayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to take shots at the guy. I'm not saying he's a bad director or anything. I, I just... It, it, but I get what you're saying. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily that this was going to be good with his cut. We're, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it might have been better than what we got, but I, 
But it, wasn't also, it also wasn't a very strong voice going into this. And that's yeah. not like, it's also a knock, which I didn't intend it to be. But at the same time, it's like, you kind of knew what we were going to get. And this version isn't exactly that far off from what he did. So he, it's like he can't distance himself too much. Yeah, it still says written and directed by. Like, it's still his movie, at least to a point. I get it. Like, And that's where I, I, I get conflicted because if... If I was the director on this film, and I haven't directed a lot, I've only done a few shorts here and there in a web series, so it's not like I'm the most accomplished director <coughs> in the world. Uh, but if I had directed this, and the studio had taken it and taken what he called was a serious, heartfelt drama, like a layered drama about these the worst of the worst being forced to do something they don't want to do and then find the good in themselves. Like There is a movie there. I, I'm not sure if we would have gotten it. But if they'd taken that and try to slam it into this comedy thing that we got that was just this very mixed bag of they're torturing these people but they're playing funny music so i guess it's funny now like because what i'm seeing isn't funny but the music tells me it's funny so i guess i'll laugh i i would be it's also a comedian that's torturing them yeah i guess i'd be beyond heartbroken like i'd be (sighs) devastated so i have i have trouble saying it's his movie he should own it because i don't think that's the case but at the same time it's more his movie than, say, Justice League was Zack Snyder's movie. But that one also had to bring on a whole new director and do way more reshoots than this one. So yeah. it's not the yeah. fairest comparison, but it is kind of like, I don't want to completely not blame David Ayer. But at the same time, I- I'm willing to give him a whole shitload of rope because this is not what he wanted us to see. We'll, we'll give him some yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to start with some of the stuff that he likes, that he thought was good about this movie. And the two things that I've seen him talk the most about are Diablo, who we kind of talked about. The actor did great. I think everything about Diablo, with the exception of what you both said, is totally true. I think Diablo's great. His ending sucks. His whole, I need to do this for my family. You barely know each other. You've been together for half a noon. Half an afternoon. Shush. Um, But he also really likes Harley Quinn. And I think... This movie giving us Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is probably the best thing that it did. And it gave uh, us, a, or at least me, a role that I actually really liked Jai Courtney in. Yeah, oh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so I, I was surprised like at how much I enjoyed Jai Courtney in this as well, to be honest, because I do not like him as an Neither actor, do I. really. <laughs> He's usually like, uh, oh, Jai Courtney's in this. I'll skip it. Hey, look, he's tall. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, they cast him in Terminator Genesis. It's yeah. going to suck now. Uh, do, do, you know who, do you know who the other person was up for the role? I don't remember. I, I remember at the time, though. I remember wanting the other one. Yeah, Boyd Holbrook. Oh, yeah, he would have been much better. That? He was the guy with the robot hand in Logan. Nah. <laughs> but what do you guys think of uh, of Margot Robbie? I thought she did a great job. I, I love her as Harley Quinn. I, I wish she kind of had more to do in this movie. That's, that's, what, that's what happened for me in this view, this watch through, is that I liked her in it, and I liked what they... It was cool. Rob- Margot Robbie was perfect, but I forgot how little the movie does with her. Yeah, and like, I, I thought th- I thought she was in this more. Like, for- this must be just because I didn't remember watching this that well the first time. I thought she was bigger in this than she was, but no, not at all. And she has barely anything to do. And the editing around her and the Joker because they cut so much of that around. So much of her part in this movie is awkward, awkwardly paced, awkwardly placed, and. Is very nonsensical at times, so it's like, and oh, okay. I didn't okay. Really catch on till this viewing how much she's kind of like the butt of other people's jokes. Oh yeah, like the whole yeah. And she's and it's supposed to be okay because she's 
because she's okay with it? I don't know. Yeah, they don't really treat her very well throughout the whole no. thing. They don't give her a lot to do. The The costume is fucking ridiculous. They constantly just make jokes about, she's crazy, but she's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's crazy. Like, they said that a lot. And I, I started. It started tearing me out of the movie, like yanking me out yeah, of the movie aggressively. It. get it. Well, yeah, it's, I think uh, Jai Courtney's line <coughs> sums up the character pretty well, where he says, uh, outside you're amazing or whatever it is, but inside you're ugly. It's, that's kind of like what they were doing with the character. It's like, look at how hot she is, but she's also crazy. Yeah, Which but is boring, honestly. Yeah. A, it's boring, but B, it's also like, I feel like that line came out of the David Ayer version, because inside she's ugly. I don't really see it. I see it more in Birds of Prey than I do here when she's willing to sell out uh, Cassie, like, pretty early on mm-hmm. whereas in this one i didn't really see the ugly inside beyond the fact that she keeps reminding us that she's bad guys that she's bad um that she's evil she's, she'll tell you over yeah. and over and over We're the bad guys. right yeah but her actions don't really show it in fact none of their actions really show it like the, the suicide squad is supposed to be a bunch of, she stole a bag you're right how evil <laughs> <coughs> and i think that's kind of where this movie ran afoul the most was they don't feel like bad guys. You can keep telling us they're bad guys, and you can spend the longest half hour ever introing every single character, with the exception of Killer Croc for some reason, and how bad they are, only to have them be kind of good guys throughout. Like, the push to get them to go save the day is really just, hey, come on. No, I'm going to go get a drink. Okay, well, I'll go in there and say, hey, come on. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> right, uh, that... That scene in particular really stood out to me this time. I I'm convinced that the whole beginning was reshoot. <laughs> I don't the think it was reshoot. I think at it... the table taking forever to get through it. Well, because that table is in the original trailer, like that conversation. Mm. So that is David Ayer footage. What I think happened was they took very dramatic torture esque film or footage, recut it, repurposed the hell out of it, and put some fun music on it. And that's what it was. I don't think it was necessarily reshoots. I think it was a mixture of reshoots and repurposing other footage. Well, I remember reading somewhere that like the the company that edited the second trailer or something were then brought on to edit the actual film, which is just insane. And that was the thing. Like, so with each trailer that came out, I became less interested in the film. So, like the first one, I was like, "Oh, this this looks like something really different," and I really enjoyed. It. I mean, like that Comic Con trailer was the one that I saw and was like. This looks awesome. This looks like something really different for a comic book film. And then with each additional trailer that came out, I was just like, this is starting to feel more and more like just a standard, you know, like a Marvel Marvel film now, like like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, look, we've put yeah. some Queen music over it. Look how look how cool it is. <coughs> and it's just like I don't know. It became less interesting, and I feel like that was like how they edited the film because well, like, I was there's like four different like proper songs in that opening sequence alone and it's just oh, like yeah. why is there so many just like randomly let's play 30 seconds of this song let's play 30 seconds of this song yeah it's almost that like, opening which by the way is 40 some minutes oh it just it's went 40, on and yeah. on and on like it's 35 it's 35 I, I stopped the movie when I'm like alright this is when the movie officially starts Exposition oh, oh, yeah. as well. Once the yeah. movie, once the storyline officially starts, it is so fast between oh, yeah. them. All right, let's gather them all together. Let's get everyone in over there. Let's <clears throat> evacuate the city. Get the army. Get it all there. That happens within like 
10 minutes or five. And that just speaks to the the shit editing that Matt was talking about. Because it is just like, all right, we're going to spend a half hour doing a whole bunch of heavy lifting, trying to make sure that people who don't read comics know who these people are. I get it. That felt like the entire first 35 minutes feels like one long studio note of, I don't know who Harley Quinn is. Well, of course not. You're a 50-year-old dude who hasn't read a comic book since you were six. Yeah. You don't know who he is. She's been around for almost 20 years. Yeah, she she is a very she's or a mainstay. 30 years. Yeah, she's been she, over 20. Pe- people know who Harley Quinn is. We don't need to do this much of an explanation. Well, people aren't going to know. They will. And and these are the people who have now the- left DC. Like I'm very glad that these fuckers are gone <laughs> because that gave us things like Shazam and Aquaman and all the good yeah. DC movies. Um but this thing yeah, it just that first 35 minutes, it's just it's hard to watch. Like it's boring. And very quick at the same time. But then you're right. As soon as we get past that first 35 minutes of, I guess, intros, I'll I'll call it. Then it's just fucking like, and they're off. Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen a city get evacuated so fast. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, (laughs) I wish wish our governments could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Can whoever evacuated that city be in charge of the COVID vaccine distribution? Like, they're on it, man. And then they, they do it in they, five minutes. And then they give a Slipknot, which you got zero intro from. Oh, I know yeah. I, one of my notes, which comics. tells you, yeah, tells you immediately that oh, he's he can't he can't he will not last in this movie. But they yeah, like, I, one of my notes is Slipknot actor. is obviously going to die because he didn't get an introductory clip because he didn't. He's the only one that didn't get one. Um, to be fair, I know Slipknot dies in issue one of Suicide Squad. That was the joke. That is a nod to the original source material. That guy, like that, was the you're reading Suicide Squad. Don't get attached. Yeah, but if you're going to cast, I know they cast Adam too good of an Beach. actor. I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> we both and, got excited to see Adam Beach. Seems that's how he's playing Slipknot. I'm like, oh, he's fucked. And even so, just give him a little bit of an intro so it doesn't seem so obvious. Sure. Yeah, and and it's weird because his death doesn't play funny. It there's no foundation for the humor. Uh, and it doesn't like it doesn't pay off in a way that would suggest for someone who hasn't seen this that that's the joke. Like as yeah. someone who has made a lot of jokes that aren't jokes, or like the joke is that it's not a joke and done so badly. I know how I, I play in that world. I know how it works. <laughs> you got to kind of set that foundation because if the joke is just as it is, it's like well, I didn't catch that. Like I was like, oh, we lost a character. We didn't introduce him. What's this? What what are we doing here? Why why is this? Like why is him? Yeah, it's, no, really, they, it's, it's neither funny nor shocking really because it's that obvious that he's going to die but it's not even that comedic in a way that they do it as well it's just it's just sort of i just felt very eh, about it because it's just like well yeah that was going to happen clearly yeah and i think that's it, I'll, i keep blaming the editing on this one because i think that's where a lot of the problem lies but i think that has something to do with the editing like there, there is a way to do this where it could have been funny where it could have been a little bit more shocking but with the way they kind of just cut around it, it, it feels like they're trying to go for, like, both and doing neither yeah. in the while doing it. Like, they try to, like, let Jai Courtney carry the comedic part and let Adam Beach's death be the shocking part. And between the two of them, we'll be like, ha, oh, ha, 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 that was great. And instead, it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, well, we all knew he was going to die. That was a waste of Adam Beach. Yep. Well, there he goes. Thanks, I guess, for putting Adam Beach in the movie. <laughs> so they could yes, have done you. something with that. I do like that. him getting money. I do appreciate him as an actor, so I want him to keep making money. Sure, so, yeah. So, yeah, okay, thank you for that. <laughs> but all they had to do, like, the, it could have been so much easier. Of, I mean, not easier. It could have been funnier. It could have been anything. It just, 
I, I think that's kind of my problem. Like when we say that, and they're off, it's true, but it's, and they're off, but it's like, it's like when I had to read my son a bedtime story tonight, but he stayed up way too late. So I'm trying to get him in bed. I read it really fast. I'll still try to like put <laughs> right. some, some inflection into it, you know, like piggy and elephant, like, oh, drive, 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 but I'll, I'll say it fast. And that's right. kind of what the entire back half of this movie is like, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to put on the right costumes. We're going to say the right things, but we're just going to kind of move through it really quick. And hopefully you still have as much fun. Um, there were three no. little pigs and they all lived happily ever after. Good night. <laughs> well, and, and what happens, the weird effect of this is that the movie feels so long. Like, even though yep. the end moves quickly, like, this is a long movie and it feels long and it's wearying. It's a wearying film to watch because at the end of it, it's like, so much happened, but, like, what happened? Like, I couldn't yeah. recreate the events for you because it's confusing. And I, there's even been some like reviews I've seen where they've mixed up things that happened because the movie feels out of order in the wrong sort of way. Oh, I mean, you'll notice we skipped the, the short, like sum up of this movie, not because I didn't want to do it because th- what's the fucking point? I mean, I could have done it. The suicide squad goes and punches a witch in the face. Done. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the whole movie. While she's doing her hippie dance. Oh man. She looks good while doing her hippie dance. I don't know what she's doing. She's making a machine. She's making a machine that's apparently just one big sky beam that has a bunch of trash circling it. Yeah. What's the point of the sky yeah. beam? We don't know. Yeah. Why did anyone ever... Whoever is like, uh, I think a sky beam will impress people. It hasn't. The sky beam has never <laughs> impressed us. It didn't impress us in Avengers. No. It didn't impress us in Suicide Squad. It impresses me when Godzilla does it. Well, because he is doing it. It's yeah. not just some machine they have to go turn off. Also, it's a triumphant moment for Godzilla, yeah. right? It's just like, this is it. This is badass. The sky beam has no motivation. It's like, okay, could <laughs> in this case, it's just like, well, why don't... your hips are hypnotic enough. Let's just watch those instead. Those are dangerous, yeah. right? Cool. Let's. <laughs> those could... I mean, you're also turning people into like beetle monster things. Putties, like, please. Putties. That's dangerous. <laughs> Putty monsters, right. Or, or the a suit from the Invisible Man, right? <laughs> but like... <laughs> But yeah, like those are infinitely more. Oh shit! They look like Darth Bane. Present. Darth Bane when he wears his force-sensitive uh, beetles. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. But it's also. Oh yeah. <laughs> she has to make out with each one of them to make them her army dudes. Like that would oh, take. That's a such. That's she such a studio to, note. She has to build yeah. a machine with a hippie yeah. dance, and she has to. Her make lips out are with so chapped. <laughs> no, this this movie has so many She's of those. Like, chapstick like there's nobody business. <laughs> I like to call these things the sweaty dude studio notes, and I feel like this movie is just chock full of them. Mm. Could she be a little bit more oh. hit? Ooh, maybe she makes out with them, and like, you can just kind of see him like wiping the sweat from his brow, and it's like, and, could and- she make out with them more? Could we see Harley Quinn in like a nice red satin bra? Yeah, would she wear that in the combat? I don't think she'd wear that. Like, she's very combat aware. Nah, uh, bra. I want a bra shot. Mm-hmm. Give me a brush. I want some shot. short, some short shorts as well. One of them recently played Ocarina of Time. Was it Ocarina of Time or was it the Princess something? Zelda. Those are two Zelda games. You know, it's the one with the princess. <laughs> uh, the, That's all Zelda games. The 8-bit looking princess. The freaking Enchantress looks like her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see your time. The one from 64? Sure. <laughs> That's Ocarina Time. You had it right the first time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. She, her outfit reminds me of that. Totally, hundred percent. It's like it's <laughs> so like lifted. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes about as much sense as the the fairy <laughs> Ocarina of Time. I'm like, yeah. why are you here? What are you doing? 
Looking cute. Yep. I'm just going to stay here and wiggle my hips at you. Yeah. And then my brother's going to do all the heavy lifting. And that's about it. Oh, man. Talk about another thing. It's just like the, the, the whole, them as villain is such a weird thing in this movie. And I kept being like, huh, 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 what? The whole time. And maybe, maybe Brian, you know more about the Enchantress in general. Uh, could help me out. Not here, her brother. I, just, I know a little bit about the Enchantress, but even that one's I, only I very minimal. Nothing about her. Yeah, it's just like I was so lost. Like throughout her whole thing with her and June Moon and all that, like all that stuff was just so lost in the weeds, and it's probably affected by the edit and all that. But just who, like what? I, most of my confusion stems from that, or my pulled out kind of like trying to figure things out stem from her as a character. And I, I don't know enough about her as a character to, and like I'm a DC fan, but like. There's a lot of characters, and that's just one of those ones where, like, I feel like if I had to start trying to give you an answer, I'd probably start filling in blanks in my head, and they'd be wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. Um, but it felt to me like they were trying to do, like, a Dr. Fate sort of thing, where, like, when okay. when the doctor, whoever's wearing Kalud, I think his name is right now, but whenever he puts on the helmet, he becomes a different person. Like, then Dr. Fate is there, and just, he, Dr. Fate is wearing a man suit, but when they take the helmet off, then he's himself. And I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to do with Enchantress here. Like, when Chances takes over, that is Enchantress, and Dr. Moon is nowhere to be found. I'm like, okay, th- okay. I-, I can deal with that. It makes sense that they want to fight for the body, because that's essentially what they do to that poor guy in the subway who we get no subtext to. They just kind of show up, knock him out, and then force the brother in, and then that's just a dead guy. Yeah. Dr. Moon gets to come yeah. back. The poor guy in the subway is just dead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how no, that they did works. blow him up. Oh, well, I guess yeah. that's then, fair, like, yeah. <laughs> they did blow him up. And then June Moon survives at the end when they defeat the Enchantress, but the brother doesn't because he blew up, like, essentially they blew her up too. Like, I don't understand confusion. how yeah. confusion, the confusion. bombs hurt them at all, honestly. No, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. What kind of special bombs are they? Well, it was a good bomb. It's just it a, a big bomb. bomb. Yeah, it's a plot really, bomb. Really, really, big bomb. But it only did a very, a very, very big bomb that does a very tiny explosion. Yeah. It's just going to affect this corner of the room. It somehow kills people that are essentially gods. Yeah. And Scott Eastman. It's a, it's a, constr- it's a concentrated is god like bomb. a waste. <laughs> Do you just mean in general or in this movie? <laughs> oh, the look on her face says in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just look at Scott East- Eastwood. Oh, sorry, Eastwood. We have to keep remembering. He's Clint Eastwood's son. Who's Scott Eastman? That feels like an I actual don't know. person. But he's not... A bad-looking guy by any means. No, he's not. He just has zero charisma. Whatever, like which, commanding. Which is of weird, the considering screen. his father. Yeah, yeah right. That he, all that charisma that his father has, still has. Lost. He's just, he didn't. That just did not get that gene. No. That genetic gene of charisma did not go. No. He, the pretty one went down, and like, okay, you are yeah. a good-looking guy. But but if he was standing yeah. on a dock, pointing a gun at someone, saying. You know, curious. Did I fire five shots or six in my cell? <laughs> in the heat of the action, I lost count myself. So you got to ask yourself a question. Do you feel lucky, punk? No, Scott Eastwood could not pull no. it off. No, I doesn't. can't pull it off either. <laughs> I butchered the fuck no. out of that line. But I'm not Clint Eastwood, so. Because Clint Eastwood is a special person. <laughs> that I is what mistook you for Scott Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. He is a special person. So He's just... a fucking whack job, too. Well. This chair should be president. Whatever. I'm not even talking about his politics. I'm just talking about him as a person. Like, you know, because you have those people that just ooze a, like, almost mystical feeling where oh, you yeah. want to watch them. Yeah, that is that is Clint Eastwood, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and Scott 
just kind of look be like, all right, go be an H and M model. Yeah, maybe you should go hang out with Colin Hanks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Colin does stuff. The Hanks that we hey, don't Col- like. Colin Hanks ha- was good in the Good Guys. Which one is? What's the Hanks that we don't like? The one with the weird Jamaican accent. Oh, I don't remember his name. Chaz, probably. Is it Chaz? Probably not. But he kind of Chad. Like Chaz. Nah, it's got to be Chad. It- I-, I would say it's a Chad. Hold on. <laughs> The one who went to the uh, the Golden Globes and said something, you just see the look on Tom Hanks' face, like, "God, please stop." <laughs> they can't all be just good. Stop. <laughs> please just. Stop. Is that where that Tom Hanks meme came came from? <laughs> when he's looking all pissed. The, the Chat, Chat, really? Chat, you were close. Oh God, it's not from Indiana better. Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull. Who names that guy? Chet names for guys just need to not happen. Yeah, they they never end well. Chet, Chad, <laughs> Chevy. I mean, Ch- hey, Chevy Chase is hilarious <laughs> and a total fucking prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can I point out some two interesting uh, cameos in this that surprise me? Uh, Wait, in what? Of all, I thought David we were Scott, uh, we're are all, we are we too far off the uh, all over the place? We're too far <laughs> off. I'm bringing this back in a slightly obtuse way. Um, but David Harbour is in this, and then also um, Hoyt Foytenberry from True Blood is the Joker's right hand man in this. I forgot about that. Oh my god. <laughs> David Harbour is in this for like three seconds. Like, he, yeah, he just kind of like, it feels like one of those roles where it's like, no, 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 come be in the Suicide Squad. And, you know, you're in the government role. So the government roles me a bigger role in like Justice League two and three. Like, you'll be around. Uh, we're shutting all that down, man. Sorry. Go be Hellboy. <laughs> He's going to go be Hellboy. <laughs> Did we talk about? Oh, that didn't work out. I freaking love. Go be in the Black Widow film. Oh, that's not this. coming out. <laughs> Ike Barinholtz, I loved in this film though. He plays such a good like asshole. Cause Ike Barinholtz is the the one who ends up in the Joker's pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I just freaking love when the Joker, where Harley starts laughing at him, and be like, "You're screwed." He's like, "What do you mean by that?" Yeah, and I like how that never pays off. <laughs> nope, <either. laughs> never yeah. pays off. No pay. He never shows back up in the movie after that point. Like she gives him the he, he gives her the phone and just <laughs> okay, so he's screwed. Assume he's dead. Yeah, I'll just assume he's dead. At some point, he got killed, right? Well, no, because Jerry Leto didn't come back. You can see how uninteresting this movie really is when we can't hold a topic on it. No, there's a reason why when we did this for After the Hype, we just had John do it so we could have a 15-minute segment on it, and then we'll just move on. (laughs) There was a reason we never did a full episode on it until now, because there's just not a lot to chew on. Yeah, what exactly do you talk about? They're flashy. But they're not even that flashy. Like We're like, all right, so let's talk about the action sequences. Well, they all... Well, there's one action sequence where they shot a bunch of rock dudes, and then then they did that again. Yeah. Well, then Harley yeah. fought those rock dudes in an elevator, which was kind of cool, but also not that great. Again, I forgot how boring that scene was. Yeah. Question mark. Because like she knocks two of them down, and they're all like, "Whoa!" And she's like, "Are you guys coming or what?" And like, she, you did nothing. It's that um, Sailor Moon meme where Tuxedo Mask is like, "I'm out. I did my job." And Sailor and, Moon's like, "You did nothing though." But. How did they get there so fast? They're on the ground floor. She's going up the elevator. She's already like halfway up and like, Harley, where are you going? And then they're all waiting for her outside the door. They don't have a speedster with film them. Logic. Speed force. Pe- pe- people can outrun lifts in films all the time. I mean, I guess. Well, they took a page out of Star Wars, <laughs> this the, the new trilogy, right? Yeah. And, and another thing that keeps nagging at me. Oh, no, no. So I got one more thing about the elevator. So when Slipknot runs away with his rope jetpack thing, Rick Flagg, who's... We didn't really talk anything about Rick Flagg, but 
What is there to say about to say? about Wonder Bread? Um, I saw a woman in pain. She said, help me, and I fell in love with her. <laughs> it's more like, I saw a woman in pain. She said, help me. I helped her. Then I fucked her. Yeah. Uh, the heart's and out. Now she's the only good thing in oh, my life. Oh, Jesus, that, that line. <laughs> the heart's <laughs> out. Now we can do our thing. It's like, yeah. They all saw that. They knew that that's what they had to do. So yeah. why are you telling them? Who are you telling them? He's that? telling the you audience in case we forgot. For the audience <laughs> yep. to remind yeah. them of something they were told five it's funny, minutes it's ago. It's funny in that scene, and I can't take credit for pointing this out. Uh, Folding Ideas YouTube channel came up with this, but uh, they beat that point home. But then you can't tell where anyone is in that final sec- se- sequence. No. You don't know where Harley is because she moves geog- geographically. And you don't know where anyone or anything is in that placement, but the heart's out. We, we got <laughs> it. We can do what we need to. But what I was saying is, why didn't Rick Flag kill Harley Quinn when she ran away? Because it's Harley Quinn. She got an introduction. Oh, yeah, she got an introduction. She's hot. Yeah. yeah. She's endearing. You, you can see part of her ass hanging out of her shorts. I guess yeah. that's a reason to not kill her. And she's going to be in the other movies. <laughs> like. But, okay, so one nagging thing that didn't really, again, didn't nag me as much until now so Captain Boomerang was a petty thief, essentially. Yes. He robbed jewelry stores. He did kill a guy. He did kill one guy? Well, we don't know how many guys, but he killed the guy in that flashback. Like, that's what the Flash says. Like, he catches him. He's like, no honor among thieves, huh? Because he just killed his partner. Well, he hit him with a boomerang. I don't think he killed him. I think he just knocked guy. him out. I thought I always assumed he killed him because otherwise, why would he go and get, what did they say? He. That's what I, what's annoying me. Is yeah. He said, I have three consecutive life sentences. Yeah, what I, did you for, do? Yeah. yeah. You you throw a boomerang, man. Yeah. You <laughs> robbed you robbed banks, I get yeah, that's bad, but three consecutive life yeah. sentences. Every bank in Australia. <laughs> I all four of them. I have to assume that he's killing people <laughs> while doing this. But he's like a, he he throws sharp boomerangs and they they kill people. And he's also in the US, so he can't be charged with the crimes in Australia. Amanda Amanda Waller. Like th- that one I can actually do. No, that's a, that's Amanda Waller's cage. Okay. So that yeah. that one I can make sense of. <clears throat> um but otherwise yeah. I, d- I just don't understand how throwing a boomerang is in in the same sort of skill set as a man who can like never miss when he shoots a gun. I mean and that's I mean we can go back to like what they just get wrong about the suicide squad. It's like oh. the suicide squad itself it, like if you read the books they're not the funniest books on the shelves, and they're never the best books on the shelves. Like it's kind of like any massive team up books. They're sometimes they're good, sometimes they can be close to great, but they're never the best. Suicide Squad has the same problem, but they know when to be funny and when to be over the top, insane, and when to be crazy violent. Like they know which notes to hit, and this movie didn't go for any of them. So when you have a crazy fucking badass action sequence, and you have the guy who can never miss a shot and a guy who throws a boomerang, you would have them make fun of that. Shine a light on it. Like, have yeah, Deadshot be like, I'm carrying the- your ass right now, and have him just go, I have a fucking boomerang, mate. What do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> well, it really sh- shines when you see the trailer. If you if you can, watch the trailer for the Suicide Squad uh, video game from the people who did the Arkham series. Mm. Like, that's the banter. Yeah. Like, that's the banter you expect from the guy who can never miss and the guy with a boomerang. Yeah. Like you just said. It's like, there would be banter left and right until we're sick of them. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. If you want, if you want to turn this into like essentially, they were wanting to emulate what Guardians of the Galaxy did. And that's that's what I took away from it with all the random music things. And do some of the banter they had, 
like you know make the characters interesting and have them interact on more of a level of we're family now yeah it, but when you start from david Ayer and try to turn into james gunn it, it doesn't go very well you have to go get james gunn which is what they did um <laughs> so we'll see that at some point on, on hbo max again which is still weirding me out um don't be wrong. I'm cool with it. I, I I'm I'm all I'm all for it because you know movie theaters are scary right now. But it's still weird to all, get all these movies yeah. at home. I, I did want to point out the role of Katana that was so just kind of tossed in there. Oh, I forgot she was in this movie. Yeah, but like, it's a, her her role is almost comical. Her introduction by Rick Flag is ridiculous, and I laughed. <laughs> I forgot how funny it was for how bad it was. Oh, Joel Kinnaman was not because her into sword that line. takes souls. <laughs> he was not feeling that line. Anytime he has to say it, you can just hear Joel Kinnaman be like, I have to say what? Her souls yeah. keep the her sword keeps the souls of the people it kills. I'm just gonna but say her husband is also in the sword. Yeah. Because he was killed by the sword. And then she's crying like <sighs> Katana's an awesome character, and they just had no clue what to do with her. This was the first I heard of this character. Oh, she uh in this movie, and I feel bad for having watched her in this because that's the first view of that's like that's my first encounter with katana a few in dc a few months ago what they did, did a run on as well she did nothing in the film no she did she shows up she stabs a few people and that's it like, like there's she she goes to draw her sword to kill someone and, and be told not to more times than she actually kills anyone yeah that's fair yeah it's such a three life sentences it's like a <laughs> it's a killer croc it's like you have a really cool character you're gonna throw him in the movie okay Made, Are you going to do anything with them? No, no, not really. They kind of made him look more like a snake than a crocodile. Yeah, they, they, they kind of missed the mark on all of it. But I still have to say, like, he might not look the best at times. The fact they did it mostly <laughs> practically, I appreciate it. Yeah, that I, looked, it looked great. I just didn't really get a killer croc vibe out of it. I, Without revealing too much, i, I got to remember what all my NDAs say. I got to see some of the reshoots. I was on set for a little bit, and I got to see some of these costumes. And Killer Croc impressed the shit out of me in person. Like when I when I actually got to see him in the suit, it looked amazing. Hmm. It's something about in the it just looks small. Yeah. Like it looks skinny. That's what I mean. It when he takes off like his shirt, snake. it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look bulky like i imagine killer croc to be i meant like killer crocs this like really imposing cr- like really crazy imposing character and, right. like you get that in like like you know i'm basing that off of the video game stuff that i've seen him in and the animated series but with this one it just seemed it just i don't know it just didn't feel imposing yeah like, everyone it, was scared and... skinny everyone was scared and different to him and i couldn't figure out in the movie why for in the first viewing and this one as well i was like He's he's not that big, and it makes it's interesting that you say that, Brian, because then that's something in the filming, yeah. the cinematography, and the staging, and the and all that, and the editing. Th- the movie made him small, yeah, and I think that's where I get this like where I don't like it, where it makes me think cheap and makes me start to really nitpick at his look, even though like the makeup, if it's practical, that's great. That's great practical, but I'm nitpicking it now. I'm in the movie nitpicking it when he talks. I'm like, your mouth is barely moving. Like I'm starting to nitpick that instead of watch the movie yeah i think it comes down to a lot of they just didn't know how to film it and then i guarantee they didn't have the same amount of time for it in the reshoots that they did the original so who knows which scenes you're seeing like maybe they look worse but like i said in person it looked really cool 
Um, Margot Robbie looked great in person. She also looked like she was never breaking character, which maybe she's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's a, just a really good actor. Yeah. Um, the only person we, we, we haven't really talked about, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on him because I, I don't feel he got a fair shake, is Jared Leto. The internet, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this episode, really love to hate on Jerry Leto, Jared Leto's Joker. They like to just <laughs> Jerry Leto. Jerry Letts. Um, it doesn't help that he's starting a cult. No. And started a cult. He is our leader. Yeah. I told you we joined the cult of Jared Leto. Ugh. He is our leader. All, pre- all hail. Um, <laughs> but either way. like You LA people in your cult. <laughs> We're just handing him out left and right. Yeah, check under your seat. You've got a cult too. He's got his own island. We can go there. It's COVID free. I follow this stuff. <laughs> you, you've heard of Jonestown, right? It sounds like a great party, man. Um, you know, I used to want to open. Anyhow, 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 anyhow. Jonestown daycare. Oh God, no! <laughs> Nap time, kids. <laughs> Drink your Kool Aid. Uh, <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> Jared Leto, um, I, I as easy as it is to take shots at Jared Leto and his interpretation of the Joker, I don't feel that we should, and I don't think that it's fair because what we got is about, from what I've told, from what David Ayer said and what everyone said, maybe a quarter of what his performance actually was. We got such a small snippet, and they just took whatever they could to fold into the movie and took away everything else that I don't feel like judging him is fair. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, Cause I watched this remembering his role being more prominent and being more irritated by it, but his role in this movie is a blink and you miss it. Yeah. Scenario. Like, and it like, it doesn't make any sense. It's all like weirdly dodgy and, like, not weirdly paced. It's so true. And choppy. there's not even enough time to even get used to him. Like, and I would, and, I would have like, loved to have seen more so I could have understood why he felt the need to be in character all the time and send his co-stars yeah. creepy stuff in the mail. Yeah. Well, it's like people all take issue, like, when they release that first photo of him, I'm like, why would he have damage on his forehead? That's fucking stupid. I agree with you. If you don't know the backstory of why he has damage tattoo on his forehead, it's fucking stupid. If they'd let him, if they'd let David Ayer release the film that they wanted, where the Batman fucking hammered the Joker, beat him almost to death. And he was a bloody pulp and it was Batman's darkest moment. And when the Joker came to, he went and got damaged tattoo on his forehead. So that whenever the Batman sees him, he has to remember that he almost killed him and remembers his worst moment. And it's on the Joker's face 24 seven. I'm like, okay, that feels like a Joker thing. Now I get it. But if you cut all that shit out, I get that now. Then it's just a stupid tattoo on his face. Yeah. Well, well, right. And what's weird too is like the Joker and the Croc tie in together. Like the I believe the Killer Croc that this movie is doing in the world where the Joker is the villain, mm-hmm. the main bad of this, where the Joker is the focus. That's where this Killer Croc exists in that world. Yeah. That type of movie, not in this one, that erased kind of did a poor job pencil erasing the Joker out of this. Like yeah, like I wasn't so much annoyed by the Joker, but I can see why people are because totally. the little that he's in doesn't work. Yeah. None of it works. Nope, not at all. The, uh, people who do not like Jared Leto as the Joker in this movie, I don't think they're wrong. I just personally don't think it's fair to judge him because we didn't get to see it. We didn't see him play the Joker. We saw little bits and bobs of whatever the movie thought would work, 
But like, if you pay attention, like even even the scene where he turns Harley for the first part into Harley with the uh, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad." It feels like, wait, where's the rest of this scene? Like it just smash cuts out of it. Like every scene right. with the Joker and then feels it, like cuts like mid sentence. Yeah, and he's hurting her on the table there. Then they cut to the vats at the Ace Chemicals thing. Where I'm like, wait a minute, but didn't he already like? There was a lot of stuff in there that expects you to kind of fill in the blanks, yeah. or they were hoping you might. Well, it's just like the the thing with the vats is all that that flashback just again comes out of nowhere. Like, what? Because they're walking up some stairs. And by the way, what office building stairs has like weird vat looking things at the bottom <laughs> of it? That one. <laughs> I really hope, like, every major food distributor. Sure. This is where the stuff we don't feed you goes. Be happy with what we give you. Oh, the bad food? It goes in the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> don't take the stairs at the McDonald's headquarters. Oh, I'm so gross. It's just full of chicken goo. Uh, <laughs> All right, I, I would say I have nothing else to say about this movie, but if we keep talking, I'll just keep coming up with random things. So I think we should just cut ourselves off. I have off. one random thing yeah. oh, I Oh, please bring do. Up. <laughs> the whole, one of the, I'm assuming was supposed to be a David Ayer moment when Enchantress is going into their minds to give them what they want. And you see all their, like, ideal lives, blah, blah, blah. The whole movie, you're being told the most important thing in Deadshot's life is his daughter. Yeah. Getting back to his daughter, having custody of his daughter. Yet, in that moment, he just sees himself killing Batman. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's a David Ayer thing. Because I, I don't think David Ayer would misunderstand his character that yeah, badly. I, but if it's not, like, I just don't understand the studio note on that one. Why did you do that? Just to get Batman in there again? Yes. But it just it's yeah. so unnecessary. It 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 undercuts his narrative so much. It, you also have to remember in that same sequence we have Harley Quinn giving up a life of crime. Harley Quinn loves crime. Like that's her thing. She loves fucking no, shit up. She pushed the button that said normal on the dishwasher. Yeah, that that's what she wants. She yeah. she definitely wants the scene from fucking Little Shop of Horrors. Like that's that's her her deal. Yeah. No, th- like, what the fuck was that? Like, pff, there's a reason I didn't yeah, bring that she, scene up. I fucking hate that scene. It's a bad scene. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't have captured her. No, been like that, that one still didn't stupid. Me quite as much as the Deadshot one. They're both terrible. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. The only one that made sense was Rick Flax. Oh, you get June back. We get to have sex. Yeah. Let me get to fuck again. Right. Yeah. Well, even Diablo's <laughs> one was like having the family back. was like, hey, that's actually. A, a, that one made before sense. Before we're going to fumble the landing. That was still, that was a good thing to do to him. We did boomerangs, though. No, you didn't get a lot for boomerangs. Or boomerang. killer crocs. No, it would have been sex on that unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a scene from Witcher 3. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That scene in Witcher 3 is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Why did they have sex on a unicorn? What is happening? Oh, boy. Yeah. I didn't that play the been game. I don't know what you're talking about. They have sex on a unicorn. No, and it's just very matter-of-fact. They have a unicorn. It is so matter-of-fact. kind of... All the sex in that 
all the sex in that game is matter but of fact. They just, just kind of hop up there, and, and Jennifer just magics yep. off her clothes. Like, all right, we're going to fuck on this unicorn now. And Geralt's like, yeah, we are. What about the unicorn? The game it's a stuffed unicorn. It's just huge. It's a stuffed unicorn okay. that she takes with her. <laughs> that she takes with her wherever she goes in case she wants to fuck <laughs> Geralt on it. What is with the unicorn? I don't get it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not in the show. No, it's not. John, is that in the books? Uh, I, th- I think they're making a bleak reference to it. Oh, okay. Huh. So there may be a stuffed unicorn in the show soon. I hope so. They have sex on. (laughs) All right, let's move on to quotes. Uh, Oh, boy, quotes. I swear I saw it in an episode recently. You guys can fight about Star Star Trekkie Gates, whatever the fuck star things you guys watch some other time. I'm almost done. One of them. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I had to start Atlantis. (laughs) Guys, guys, quotes, quotes. I'm I'm trying to find mine. I didn't write it down, and I was hoping it was an IMDb. Oh, I quiz. do have one. I can I can jump forward Go with for mine. It. Uh, it's the Rick Flag scene where he in the beginning where he's like giving them the what's what. If you disobey me, you die, and if you try to escape, you die. Otherwise, you irritate or vex me. And guess what? You die. And then Harley Quinn says something. I'm not quite vexing. I just forewarning you. And he's like, "Lady, shut up!" And I'm like. <laughs> I don't think they intended th- those that, that moment to be funny in the way that it was funny. <laughs> but I laughed my ass off in that scene this time around because I'm like, she's not dead. <laughs> you just you just talked this whole time about what you're gonna kill them and then you don't. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like no. If you vex me, just I will kill you. Completely. I'm vexing you right now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but just but just the way that Rick Flagg yells shut up, I think that is the most acting that they were able to get out of Joel Kinnaman, right? Like, that's the best that they got out of him. Because I felt that. I felt that, lady, shut up. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, mine is going to be real dumb, but it also comes from that same scene. And it's just, it was one of those scenes that just felt like, okay, this is a bit of a reshoot, clearly. It comes after that whole speech about what they're going to do. It might have been that same scene. It might have been after. Either way, Rick Flagg gives a whole speech about everything that's going to happen. And then Deadshot, who we didn't talk about Will Smith at all. Well, I actually liked Will Smith in this movie. I thought it was good. Um, you just played Will Smith, though. Yeah, that's why I liked him. I like Will Smith. He's a cat. He's a good guy. Um I don't remember exactly what his line was, but it's essentially like, I don't speak good guy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we get it. Boo. You're a villain. <laughs> it's just like, the heart's out. <laughs> I don't speak good guy. The heart's out. Like- that means we can finish the film now. I like it when Harley's shooting at Batman. In the purple Lamborghini. Oh, and she yeah. goes, Bats, you're ruining date night. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line too. Yeah, for, for me, it's um, towards the end where Harley's just like, everyone can see all this trippy magic stuff, right? And Flag's like, yeah, why? And Harley just goes, I'm off my meds. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, you know, for a film that was supposed to be, like, with the reshoots, trying to emulate Guardians of the Galaxy, I very, there was very few quotes going through. You this, keep saying Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the goal really. was Deadpool. That That's what they were going after. Oh, was it Deadpool? Deadpool? I 
See, I just get Guardians of the Galaxy from all the random music I, that they just dropped in. There wasn't in. very many penis jokes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying what David Ayer said. He said they saw Deadpool and got scared. So Deadpool is what influenced the Yeah. Hmm. I, th- I could have swore it was uh, Guardians, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that as well. It's, you know, it's very Deadpool-y. I mean, they're, they're, you're... But again, if, it, if it's Deadpool they're trying to emulate, even less... <laughs> Notable quotes as well. Oh yeah, yeah. you want a movie that's quotable? Deadpool. It's a fucking quote a second. And and the action yeah. sequences in Deadpool phenomenal. are phenomenal and intensely well choreographed. This movie does not stand up to that. Yeah, no, not at all. Nope. No, they're just like very cookie cutter action scenes. Very, very bland. Very bland. Uh, oh boy. So review system, as always, is going to be double features. What will you want to enjoy watching with this one? And I'm going to go with what I said at last week's episode. If you listen to all of last week's episode, you get to the end. Uh, I had told John if he didn't have time, if he had time to watch both, but I, I'm guessing he had even less time than I did, so I definitely didn't have time to watch both. Um, but I'd watch uh, Birds of Prey, and then I'd watch Suicide Squad. That'd be my double feature. I think oh. I think Birds of Prey kind of gets you in the headspace a little bit and makes Suicide Squad a little bit better. It'll also make it a little bit worse, because it's definitely not Birds of Prey. But I think you'll appreciate the stuff in Suicide Squad a little bit more going into it with a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. It'll prime you better for uh, Harley Quinn yeah. and give you more more character for her. Yeah. So then you can kind of take that that high, that contact high into this. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, a fitting double feature for me with this movie yeah. would be oh, no. Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret the saying first one. Or the... If you want something, she's only seen the first one. Oh, you had me watch all of them. Did I? Yes. Because uh. the second one features a uh, robot balls above <laughs> oh. um, what's his face. Let, okay, yeah. Let's and go the with... two racist robots. Let's go with Transformers Two, because <laughs> I remember watching that movie and I just started sinking into the chair. This is when we had one of those big puffy chairs that it's really easy to sink into. But I'm like trying to let the chair absorb me because I'm at once incredibly bored and also mad at what's happening on screen. <laughs> That's a, I think that is the proper response to Transformers. <laughs> very bored, very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this supposed to be entertainment? And I did not have you watch all of them. You didn't watch four or five. Because three was enough. <laughs> there should never have been three. The three's company. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them all. There should never have been two. Uh, no. So I would watch Transformers 2 first. Oh, God. So then you can watch Suicide Squad and be like, that's good cinema. My, my, <laughs> there you go. My favorite thing of all time will be Michael Bay going, the writer's strike fucked us on ter- Transformers 2. It was all the writer's strike. So check out Transformers 3 where we got up. Uh, never mind. We still suck. <laughs> Wasn't the writer's strike. <laughs> It was us. Oops, he called our bluff. It was us. So <laughs> <laughs> we get when you hire Kurtzman and Ortsy, but yeah. Or when you care more about explosions and what hot chick you can get on screen more than your actual storylines. Kurtzman and Ortsy. Well, Michael Bay oh. approved all of it. Well, yeah. All right. So Michael Bay shot it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think for me, I'll go with um, Justice League. Just okay. to kind of round Ow. it out, because I saw bo- I saw them in that order: uh, Suicide Squad and then like Justice League. Yeah, and uh, ow, very much ow 
very long for me, very frustrating to watch for me. And ultimately, at the end, I felt like 18 hours had passed instead of <clears throat> four. Oof. That's, that's a rough double feature, man. I know. I'm still here, so I survived <laughs> it. But <laughs> Just. All right, Matt. Last but not least. Uh, for me, it's before I started watching it, and then after I finished it, I I kept thinking this one. It's, it's a film called The Losers, and it's the same, but well, not the same concept. But it's a very similar concept in which it's this sort of team of sort of misfits. Um, I think it was based on a DC comic as well. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like it's quite it's it's a more entertaining film, I think. So it's kind of like you know you watch. Suicide Squad, then sort of like watch them where they do the the sort of misfit team a little bit better. Okay, yeah, that tracks. I actually saw The Losers. Not sure if I'm going to. I never saw it. I think I, think I missed my window to be entertained by The Losers. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's got a pre-Captain America Chris Evans in. Oh, that's always fun. But I always take... Singing uh, Don't Stop Believing in a, in a lift. I always take uh, my pre-Captain America Chris Evans in the form of Johnny Storm. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> or that role was a snap. a dashing young jock in Not Another Yeah, that's where I figured movie. you were going. <laughs> you, she, and that, you and that fucking movie. That movie's so good. <laughs> She's it's got pretty a amazing. ponytail and overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Any chick with a guitar is hot. I don't care if it's in a blind albino hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. <laughs> that guy delivers that hippie joke so good. <laughs> it's not that great of a joke, but it fucking kills me. All right, anyhow. Uh, that's everything. We did it. Let's get into plugs, right? Yeah. Uh, or I should say next week. Next week. This was... Not fun watching the Suicide Squad again, and I'm the one who likes it. Um, next week, though, we got a real doozy movie that took how many years to make? Twenty, thirty? Mine. It's yours. Oh my goodness! Yeah, almost like forty. Forty years to make. Um, it's probably more like thirty. I think he started really trying to do it in the '80s. Okay. And then he did some of it, and then it washed away. And he did some of it. And then he got recasted, <laughs> and then he did some of it, and he got shut down, and then, and then he did something, and no one saw it. But even so, uh, the man who killed La Mancha, no, <laughs> no, the man, <laughs> That's the, the man in the mad, 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 mad world who killed the Grinch La Mancha. <laughs> <laughs> well, the La Mancha is the documentary, so. The man who killed Don Quixote. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the man in the mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the movie that he finally made after wanting to just do Don Quixote. Yeah, and then it more it went from Don Quixote to a time travel movie to a movie about making a movie, and then now it's a movie about a guy who did make a movie and now he's going back to the actor that was in that movie or something like that yeah we'll see <laughs> it went through so many rewrites and different actors and different countries and so many different things and he did it it happened 
But I'm guessing it wasn't the plan. It wasn't the plan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the fucking plan. <laughs> so, sounds like more of a mess than Suicide Squad. That's hard to do. I mean, it had a lot more years going with it. We've had a pretty low beginning to this month. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Oh, man. I feel like it should only go up from here. I, I believe so with the next two on the docket, but we'll see. I was going to save Don Quixote for last, <laughs> but I, I, just, I really want to see it now. Um, all right, let's do a very, very quick round of plugs, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, for this show and every other show on the ATH Network, be sure to check out ATHpod.com. Uh, Matt and I just wrapped up uh, the second season of Frisky Dingo on Welcome to You Are Doom. Uh, we still have a special episode for a finale coming up at some point in the future, which we haven't scheduled yet, but we will. Uh, and then starting up in 2021, that channel will be turning into Binge Buddies, and we'll be watching another show that is as yet undecided. But we will uh, keep the party going. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. All the Airbud films. Yeah. Oh my God. There are so <laughs> many. There's so goddamn many of those. I think it'd take us longer to do that than it took us to do Frisky. <laughs> I think it would. If you're gonna do the Airbud films, will you eventually like morph it into the Santa Pod? Absolutely. Movies? We have to do anything that came from Airbud. So we'd have to do like Santa Buddies, Santa Buddies Two, Spooky Buddies, Spooky yeah. Buddies Two, all the Space Buddies, and then do like a lore, a lore recap, like a Kingdom Hearts sort of thing, <laughs> where it's like a lore. <laughs> Yeah, that's their only. And then why not just like we'll just throw in 101 Dalmatians for the fuck of it? <laughs> <laughs> Which version of that though? All of them, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. and we'll top it off with the Emma Stone as Cruella Deville whenever that comes out. Yeah, we'll do it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chewy, anything to plug? Uh, Superstore. Watch Superstore. I can promote it now, even though I, they might not be okay with that. Because yeah. what are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah. Shit's done, man. <laughs> well, it's not done yet. But it will be. We still have to finish the season. Yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, what you plugging? Um, welcome to your doom. John? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I have to admit, I was very close to throwing something Doctor Who related at you, Matt. <laughs> but... <laughs> I still did. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no my uh, show, Demon Days, uh, we just had one, an episode a week ago. We're doing the bi-weekly thing. And so, yeah, new episode is out. Check it out. Enjoy it. And have fun. Sounds good. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for waking up at the Ask Crack and Dawn to talk about a movie that you did not enjoy. <laughs> you know, I've done that more. I've, I've talked about movies I didn't enjoy on this podcast more than I've talked about movies I enjoyed. I've been on three episodes so far, and I've in, I've really loved one Whoa. of them. Been very mad about one of them and hated one of them. <laughs> so I'll let you decide which one was mad and which one I hated. Oh, I'm guessing Prom Night's the one you hated, and this is the one that you said mad. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently Spot the on. new one's Prom Night. to be bad. The new hey guys, Brian here. Uh, this wrap-up got way out of hand, so it's easier for me just to interject with something and say, uh, we had to wrap things up and there was no good edit. So I'm just going to lop off a random chunk and uh, you're going to hear the end of a conversation right after the music starts now. Matt, Matt is absolutely right. We took them and we're stuck with them. <laughs> yeah, that, Brian, you should give no context to this whatsoever. Just leave that part in. I'm pissed off you gave us back Piers Morgan. <laughs> you took him, you can fucking keep him. I'm just going to say no, bye. No, 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 no. Bye. No, no, no. bye. Bye. Bye.
Hey, the bozos.